Hey there, and welcome to another episode of Tacos and Shwarma. Today, we are here with our guest, Matt Alonzo, who is a wonderful filmmaker based here out of LA, correct? Yes. I'm your host, Sebastian, and our other host is here, Elle. Hi. How are you today, Elle? I'm good. You're doing great? Mm Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah. Your hair looks amazing. Thank you. Yeah, we had a little bit of uh, technical difficulties. We started on a rough patch. I cut my face. And then we met outside. We went to CVS together. We kind of had the podcast in my car. But, Already. Yeah. Yeah. Pre-discussed. Yeah. yeah. Pre, yeah. We we actually, we were on the same podcast with the same lady. And then we met on Instagram. And then we realized we're, we're like almost the same person. Yeah. And um, now he's here. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting to know the same person that you find yourself <laughs> <laughs> in Lethal. You keep calling oh, me that. Fuck. Why do you think you know me like that? I, <laughs> ridiculous. She wants me to call her by Al. I'll call her by Al. Uh, no Al. one ever instructed you to call me. That's how I met you. No. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Okay, let's let's just move on. We're moving on. Tell me more about yourself. Uh, how did you get into filmmaking? Yeah. Uh, break us down a little bit on that journey. And I'd okay. love to talk about that a little bit more. Uh, growing up, my, my parents came from two broken homes. Uh, my grandma was a heroin addict on my dad's side. And my mother's side was from Mexico. So they were really strict Catholic and kind of, she didn't really have a place there. She was kind of rebellious. So uh, they met one night at a party, had sex and, uh, couple of months later, my mom found my dad eventually and was like, hey, uh, I'm pregnant. And my dad's like, I, I don't know you, but I'll learn to, to know you and I'll learn to love you. And uh, with that, with not having a childhood, my, my dad and my mom, they wanted to focus on like the kids and also like document everything. So my dad went out, saved up all his money and, and bought a camera and then just had it in my face constantly. I oh, hated shit. it. Yeah, I hated it. And um but then when he plugged it into the TV, I thought I was famous. And I also saw my parents' reaction and I knew, okay, that this this box can generate, you know, emotions and, and outcomes that I, obviously as a kid, you want to make your parents happy. So I wanted to do that. So I just started taking the camera and making little short films. And that's kind of how it started. And um, uh, throughout high school, I, I was still a filmmaker. I mean, like a mess around filmmaker, skate videos, things like that. And uh, played football graduated football wasn't gonna go anywhere so i was like okay i should go to film school and uh we went to go tour it and it was way too expensive my parents were like sorry you're you know it's just not not for us uh, as a family financially so i went to city college and <clears throat> i was working at the gap for the city of santa barbara going to city college and then driving all the way home which i lived about an hour away so i was doing all that and then on top of that i was helping one of my friends who actually got into the film school that i went to go tour not got in he just could afford it and uh i was i was like, apparently making really good grades with all the help that i was i was giving to him i was doing all his projects pretty much for him so he pulled my dad aside he's like you have to get your son here he's ace like he's one of the i'm one of the highest scoring uh, cl- uh, students in the class and he's doing all my work so whatever you have wow. to do figure it out so my parents refinanced the house and sent me to film school. No way. Yeah. Oh so, my God. I mean, by that time I played football, I was like, you know, varsity freshman year. I was, uh, you know, homecoming king. I'd already partied like crazy. So once my parents did that, I just took, I took it really seriously. Did an internship out in LA. I was driving two hours, go back to school. And uh, by the time I graduated, I had a full-time job out in LA. So 
Yeah. Absolutely wow. brilliant, dude. Congratulations on all of that. Thank you. That's fantastic. Thank you. Great story. First of all, your parents are awesome. I know. My God. I know. I- I'm not going to say anything about my parents, but that is amazing. Yeah. That's a beautiful, like, is your dad like an amazing guy? Absolutely. My dad and my mom. I mean, they, and they were, you know, he just sounds like he was like, oh, I'll just make it, you know, the way you were telling the story. He's like, I don't know you, but I'll, we'll make it work. Well, my dad, my dad came from a a family in a childhood where he would go on maybe a, a vacation with the boys club and then come home and the apartment that he lived at would be completely empty and, and it would have, they had, they would have been evicted and he would he wouldn't know where to go he'd sit on the sidewalk and just you know at seven or eight years old i can imagine that sort of um feeling um and and so his 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 grandma took care of him and uh he just wanted what he didn't have so he was willing to do whatever it took to like to make that work he really didn't believe in divorce that really at all until it was like really forced upon him my mom kind of you know lost her job and then got got into some some drugs and and you know your mom yeah you know this was like 20 years i was already at i mean i was already out of uh school so it must have been when i was about 25 26 um and she just you know she had depression so she had a rough childhood as well so she was always kind of fighting with some of those demons and it just got to a point where you know they consumed some of her life and you know depression and things like that and so my dad was there and uh, they tried to make it work after that, but you know, unfortunately, they went their separate ways. But it, it took what you know most people would call would never even endure, never even think about. You know, my parents just they believed in marriage that much, and so growing up, my parents didn't know each other. They were 16, 17 when they when they conceived me, so they were really young. So you know, I only saw them dancing, joking, um, and never fight. I, I never saw a fight ever. Wow. Um, they would always, my dad would always go, they made an agreement to always argue if they were going to argue inside a room, inside their room, not loud and agree to disagree. Sometimes they were just, they were that type of, of parents. And, uh, and yeah, it was, it made me feel uh, extremely secure here, you know? And then obviously like, uh, having that sort of communication, they were very open with me. I could, I could do what I needed to do in the house. My dad would always tell me like, you're going to have you're going to have, you know, you, you, you make your own choices, but you're going to have, you know, things, whatever comes after that, it's up, it's because of your choices, you know, so make good ones. If you want to make bad ones, then it's on you. If you want to make good ones, it's on you as well. So, uh, I was kind of able to do whatever, I, not whatever I wanted, but I was more led by example, not by force. And that really, really, really helped me. You know, it's funny that you, you say it that way. Uh, there's something that I came across recently talking about parenting styles mm-hmm. and there's, you know, boil everything down. If you want to like make something into black or white, right. They were saying there's, there's really two types of parents, a custodian and an engineer. Mm. And, and with these two parents, they have implications for, for both styles of parenting, right? Mm-hmm. The engineer is the type of parent who's like, you're going to do this. You're going to be this way. You're going to take your piano lessons. There's no way about it. You're going to go do your soccer lessons. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. You're going to grow up to be the way that I want you to be, mm. right? This is my oh, the pre- engineering, the, the engineer. The yeah. This, this is, this is how I want you to be. This is how I was. This is how our family's been or whatever. You're going to have this dictated future, yep. right? Versus a, a custodian parent, whether it's by knowing this or whether it's by intuition or how they were raised, right, is one more of 
you're going to be you. I understand that you are a personality of your own. You have bits of your mother. You have bits of your father. You have bits of your grandparents and every generation before you. We're only here to take care of you. Yeah. We're only here to support what is going to blossom from you naturally. Yeah. My parents were kind of, uh, I mean, I know there's only two, but my parents still dictated some in some ways in terms of like yeah, going to church. They gave them a camera. And, and and doing things like that, but they also were very open in terms of like me being who I was. And I think the biggest thing that helped me, and I, I asked them about this, you know, years, 30 years down the line, but it was really like, anytime I got in trouble, they would communicate, they would sit me down and, you know, say, Hey, well, how do you feel? You know, I'm mad because I didn't, you know, I didn't want to eat my broccoli. I wanted to eat my whatever. Right. And so they would say, okay, that's great. You can feel that way. You're still punished. Right. You're still grounded because you didn't eat your broccoli, you know, but they allowed me to have a voice and they allowed that to be important and to like have some sort of weight. Not necessarily that I got off of the hook because I never got off the hook, but the fact that it wasn't just like punishment, end of sentence, uh, really like allowed me to be comfortable with who I was and and just kind of be confident. And, and, and I asked them, how did you learn that? Because you guys had no parents, you know, no parents. Um, how did you guys, I mean, it wasn't something that was taught to you. And he said, we went to took you. We went and took you to the doctor. While we were at the doctor, there happened to be a therapist there who oversaw, I guess, me because I was really wild as a child. I didn't really. They didn't know how to put boundaries on me, and they didn't really. They kind of gave me what I wanted as a really little guy. And so I throw these tantrums and stuff, rip all my posters off the wall, and they just didn't know what to do with me. And so the therapist is like, "Look, I can't take any more clients, but I'm gonna give you a couple, couple, you know, a couple." Pointers, yeah, pointers that you know take these with you and, and and do what you will with them. And one of them was was to let me talk, um, so I can get out whatever it is that maybe that was pent up, and then also give me a pillow and let me hit that for a, a, a set amount of time. And then after that, it was over. And so those two things really they changed changed my life. Wow. You know, and my parents they just took her advice and plugged it right in. You know, so. I mean, I'm assuming this has had a huge impact on you as a creative. Yeah. Uh, being able to foster relationships on set as a director, come in, having actors blossom, you know, on of set, course. the visuals and everything come together. Yeah. I mean, that's where do you see yourself now with your creativity? Like, I know you said you're a filmmaker. Is there a type of film that you want to create? Is there a specific story you eventually want to tell? Where, where's that journey that's taking a great, you? Great, great question. I mean, I like drama. I like character arc. I like character development in terms of us coming to, you know, different conclusions about life and, and where we want to go and what's important to us. Uh, the only the only caveat there is that it takes really good cast to do that and obviously a really good script. And as, you know, a, I'd be a first-time feature film director, that would, you know, that that's a little, it's not that easy to acquire these sort of things and the budget and the risk of failure in terms of, you know, what you need to, to put into it financially to, to, to get the outcome is too high. So I'm like, okay, I want to go with more something still character driven, but more on the, on the horror side, not like slasher, but more mental thriller, something like that, where I can still generate audience sh shoot for a really low budget and show the studios that I know, understand the business of filmmaking so that eventually I can make the films that I, that I want to, you know, but it's just, a you can't go out there and, and you, you can have a great film and if it doesn't do well, it doesn't make its money back. You're a failure in terms of, of the studios eyes. And if they're going to give you money for your next film. So, you know, I was signed to ICM for about five years and, uh, and that's pretty much what I took away from that is that I need to understand the business of it and show the studios. I know the business, then I can get to the stories that I want to tell. So they told me the first thing in film school first day was like, you want to make money, make a horror movie. All right. Everyone pull out your syllabus. So, you know, I didn't really, I'm not, wasn't really a horror guy growing up, but 
as I develop my style and just, you know, I'm pretty out there. I try a lot of things, maybe because I have so much confidence. I, I don't know. I don't, I've never really looked at the correlation between that, but it's, a, it's an amazing question and something I definitely want to look into a little bit more. Um, so I just want to use, implement all these skills that I've, that I've acquired from doing music videos. I've done a lot of music videos and put them into a feature film so that it's very stylized. But at the end of the day, the stories I want to tell are, you know, the, the gut wrenchers, the, the really, really crazy stuff. And, uh, the stuff that we deal with on an everyday basis that people seem to want to gloss over. Although if you want to go see a movie, right. And your life's already a little hectic. Do you want to go watch a story? I mean, I guess if it's, if it's in the end, it's, you know, inspirational and motivational, maybe, but it's like, you, you know, your life's already tough. You can go sit through an hour and a half of, of another person's life. That's even tougher. Right. Maybe at the end you get some hope, but I just think most people don't really want to do that. I hate horror movies. <laughs> yeah. I hate them. I can't watch them. Scared. What about like the ring or like, no, 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 Because no. that, that's no. not really horror. It's like more of mental death. What, what do you watch actually when it comes to films? Um, comedy? Mm-hmm. Mostly comedy? Mostly, yeah. Just like easygoing. I like, I like, like just stand up. Love, love, love. Yeah. Mom comes. I, I don't even watch a lot of movies, but I just like interesting. Like just, yeah. but nothing scary. Like I don't even What's like scary? scream, even scream. Like yeah, that's, any, that's a slasher. I don't like anything scary. You don't like ghost, paranormal, any of that stuff? No, because then I'm going to go to sleep and I'm going to hear something and then I'm going to be like, oh, that's shit. That's the best a- part, though. No, 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 no. That's why people I watch it. Go- just like they go on roller coasters. I hate roller coasters. I hate roller coasters. Yeah, see? See? Same person. Mm-hmm. Except for the horror thing. That's, yeah. that's, that's one of our differences. Yeah, I'm scared. Just because I'm scared. Like, I saw the movie with the clown and the kids. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not. You know what's what traumatized me as a kid? Chucky. Okay. By accident, I saw that at three, and ever <laughs> since then, I'll never. I don't like scary movies. My sister hated Chucky as a, as a little girl, mm-hmm. and I had a toy replica oh, of man. Chucky. Yeah, I had she just put it on, put it put it on her bed and all kinds of stuff. You so one scare of, with her? I so I did right. It was a, it was like a six hundred dollar Chucky doll. Uh, it, I had gotten a commercial. That's my my childhood. Right, was always like you want to do something, book a commercial, pay for it for your pay for it yourself. Mm-hmm. Right, my ginger ginger is my sister. Like you guys want to go to Knott's Berry Farm, you know, book a commercial and we'll, we'll go to Knott's Berry Farm. Right, one of my little commercials that I booked and got. I had a little, you know, side money uh-huh. and I was like, I'm, I'm going to get a Chucky doll because I loved Chucky. I got it. Never got to see it for years because it ended up in a closet. Mm. Why? Because she was scared? Because she was scared of it. Yeah, oh, yeah, man. yeah. And, and she, you know, she's she's a little girl. Of course. And so, you know, daddy's favorite yeah. went away. Yeah. Right. Uh, and it was, it's funny that you say that because it took me really long time to get my sister like into horror films like she, leprechaun she thought was funny oh, yeah that was, so we got, that's pretty funny we, we got leprechaun to watch leprechaun. but yeah. see i don't really like horror i don't like like i never really liked them and then i started maybe it's just because of the adrenaline rush i mean i think that's why you know you like them i mean i like them and i started watching like paranormal stuff on youtube and and that really like creeped me out even more but uh, but it fascinates me i like i like it i like the my I sister know. and i have our little time together that we spend and we make sure we dedicate ourselves you know to to just bonding yeah we will like do ghost adventures marathons wow. yeah yeah they, i like they go to they go to like uh, graveyards with like one person and he's like the live you know like and all this stuff it's just it's crazy yeah, I'm, I watch, par- I'm paranoid for a week after yeah no for sure i can't watch this by myself anymore <laughs> mm-hmm. i did and actually i watched them with one my mom i watched she's like i love horror she loves horror movies and stuff growing up 
So I showed her this. I was excited thinking, yeah, you're going to love this. And uh, she like saged the house, turned it off. and was like, I can't oh do this because she's like, this is real. I'm like, oh, OK. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But I do. I, I sage. I sage my apartment at least. I think everyone in L.A. sages. Their I did Yeah. I don't. Well, no, like I, I definitely do. Even I'm walking mir- with the spirits. Yeah. Right? E- even mirrors. Like I have. You I know, mirrors creep me out. It's pretty at night. I can't. I can't really? do that. Hell yeah. That's oh. a so portal. Like, Candyman, yeah, Candyman? Exactly. Well, that's, that's a that's, portal. That's why you cover mirror, mirrors, mirrors during Shiva, uh, right? Because it's it it's it's a you know. See, I don't know. I don't watch scary movies. I don't know. See, yeah, I know. that's why she does. It. She's like, I don't want to know any. Of I this don't want to know anything. I love my mirror at night. I just look. Yeah, hell no. Hell no, yeah. but you know, remember when they used to close yourself in the bathroom and you used to like yeah, yeah, scream yeah. candy or whatever. See, I don't if you know. did all that Bloody stuff, Mary. Bloody Mary, whatever. Yeah. yeah, I'm not into it. But you did it. Yeah. See, that's why. See, because I never did that as a kid. I was so scared of that stuff as a kid. Now that I'm open to it. I'm still. Uh, I, I wouldn't. As a kid. I wouldn't yell. Yeah. I wouldn't do that though, because I've seen. I've seen him do that, and then film it, and then a person pop out. You know what I did? It. I I summoned a spirit before. Oh, see. In real life, I I I I got like a paper, a, a thing of had, and I actually saw a fucking, like a light. It was like a an aura of something, and I, I'm after that. I'm, after and that. not only that, what when I was a kid. When AOL was yeah, a thing, yeah, yeah. so you know when you're, yeah. So when you're a kid, you know how like you know you're up, right? Like you don't have like you don't go to sleep like when your parents go to sleep. So mm-hmm. I'm up, I'm in the chat rooms, and then I just hear something like, "Call my name," like whisper. I'm like, "What the fuck was that?" So I run upstairs, right? I close myself in my room. I'm just like, "Okay, I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep," and I start hearing like the fucking um, the some like someone open a drawer and like the. Oh yeah, that's all exactly the, what happens in the videos. All the fucking the what's it called the the silverware is like moving. So I'm like, what? My mom woke up. So I opened the door to go tell my mom that there was something that whispered my name downstairs, and nobody was there. I go in her room. She's sleeping, and I I was like, convinced. I'm still convinced that I heard the silverware, but there was no, nobody is, there. That's pretty much. That's pretty spot on to what the videos are. Yeah. So I'm after that. I'm like literally traumatized for life. That means that you have the gift, though. Uh, I was just about to say that. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have you, the you, You're tapped in. Yeah. I'm yeah. tapped in, but I just she not yeah. Want but to she's unplugging I'm herself. Scared, constantly. I'm scared of that shit. I'm I'm like legitimately scared of. It. That's why I don't watch scary movies. That makes sense, though. Yeah. I, I I I can understand that. I don't know if I mean I don't know if I'd tap in if I got the, the, the feeling no. I, I had that. Hell no. That shit is scary. Yeah, no. Nah. I mean, well, if you if you can accept it, and then it's then right. You, you know, you're like, oh, there's 15 like, people in this room with us right now. Right, like the mediums. Yeah, yeah. Do you watch those those shows? Yeah. Like, will you watch yeah, a medium like show? Psychic shows. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. That's pretty. That's it's not same scary. Way. Well, scary is what you make of it. I, I guess. Yeah, so. I guess. I mean, I think it's I think it's perspective. Yeah. It's all about strength, right? If you have like that strength that you know what you can address whatever's coming to you. You'll, you'll be fine. Want to tap into that. Though. I don't technically have that. My sister makes fun of me. My sister's not scared, right? She oh, like I'm scared. she I'm, I'm... she she'll be like, mm, it's okay, it's fine. Just you know, close your eyes, yeah, close it out, and, and phase it out. My family makes fun of me because like I will pass out if I see a shadow in the dark. People <laughs> like if someone's breaking into the house, not a problem. What? I grew up in East LA. Small little bat. Turn your lights off. Yeah. You know what to do. Right, but if it's paranormal. but if it's paranormal, like shadow it's in the over, corner, right? I'm done. You know what's I'm crazy? Um, like a, a year ago, uh, my assistant's friend, he was in his apartment with his girlfriend, and they took a video of this thing. Like I don't know, they took I don't know why they took a video, and there was a a, a ghost in the video. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I watch. I watch these things on YouTube where this where this guy goes and collects all these videos from around the web, and he puts them on a one on one countdown, and it's stuff just like that where you're like. That's not, I mean, it could be fake, but the chances of it no, being no, fake, it are wasn't ve- fake yeah, are very slim. So you're like, fake. yo, this stuff they moved really out. exists. They moved out yeah, a week that, later. That's, that's what I like to watch. But I, 
I would love to bring that sort of energy into a feature. I think that would be super cool. So maybe bring the entity. No, no, no. The <laughs> idea. Yeah, the, just the the energy of like the. I mean, I guess it's kind of already been done in terms of the the found footage and stuff like that. But just this this stuff looks real, and it's 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 uh. And these people are like, I don't believe in ghosts and stuff. You and want then, you, you want to hear something? Even when you look at certain people, like I used See, to I live downtown. Yeah, if, you have it. If, if if I used to live downtown, and I used to work at a weed shop. And sometimes I would look at these people, these home, and I could see a demon in their eyes. Well, there's psychopaths. I have to just be like this, you know? A psychopath. I mean, I study psychology. Like, that's kind of what I really am fascinated by. And that's what kind of got me into politics is, like, studying how important the, the nuclear family was. And, like, really, obviously, connecting that to my parents and how the way that they raised me. Like, why are some people different? Why are people? And then I got into, like, serial killers and really trying to figure out what makes them tick. Like, what can make somebody go this? They got abused. Or they just think they got neglected. I mean, there's, there's neglected, there's, abused. Yeah, they have done profiles on several, uh, you know, serial killers. Something or happened to them. No, it, there, there are it, there are scenarios in which not necessarily right. They or they they're grew mentally up, ill. It, well, yeah. I think the mental illness comes, and that's what uh, you know. I, I really want. I was like uh, fascinated to learn about, and then obviously it helps me with directing, being able to say, "Hey, when you were seven years old, you didn't have this, or you had this, so now you rob the bank in this fashion." Right? I don't need to tell them like how to kick. The door they just i just tell them you know we do some character work in terms of like what they grew up with so then that sort of reaction becomes like the the only choice that, that they have but it's fascinating to me that the the correlation is so you know dead on you know so i i want to circle back to something that i find fascinating because from the very short conversation we had leading into this before we started rolling yeah. and the conversation that we've had right now you have mentioned this emphasis and this care compassion towards the idea of a nuclear family right yeah absolutely the entertainment industry is probably the least friendliest yeah i know i know i didn't know that going into it no absolutely not i mean for me it was you know at 18 my whole life when people asked me what i wanted to be it was like a father and a husband that's all i wanted to be because i saw my parents Right. My parents were also heavily involved in terms of like chaperoning prom, wow. coaching my basketball, football teams or whatever. Right. And my little sister's skate parks, whatever we needed to do, they were like 100 percent involved. And I, I they were my heroes and they still are my heroes. So for me, it was like most people that you ask them what, what they want to be and they want they say whatever their hero is, you know. And, and so that that's what I wanted to do. But my dad's like, you need to be able to financially support a family. Right. And so I'm like, OK, so I got to do something. And what did your dad do for a living? He worked for the, he still, well, no, he worked for the city of Santa Barbara and he just got a, he had no sort of, like he had no sense of himself. So he really didn't know what he liked. Mm -hmm. And, um, and he just, and then he got, then he, a baby popped out. So he had to go get a job. Mm -hmm. uh, originally they lived in like hotel rooms. My mom, my mom would mm -hmm. clean the hotel. My dad would do the motels. Sorry. Yeah. Motels. My dad would uh, clean the cars. Oh, wow. And uh, eventually he got a job for the city of Santa Barbara doing, um, um, water management, wastewater management. So it, it just, it was good pay. It was consistent. And you kind of get into like a union when you work for the city. And so he was just, you know, but he would show up with his, his iron creased, you know, uh, uniforms. And when you work for the city, you don't really have to do that. Right. So then it's kind of like, once you're in, you're in, you can't really fire you. So everyone kind of does the least as possible. Right. So you got people coming in with their same thing they've worn for two months. And then my dad comes in all creased up brand new. They're like, who are you? Who do you think you are? Like, Cause then if you raise the bar now, I look bad cause mm -hmm. I have to, you know? And so he dealt with a lot of that, but he didn't know any other way. Um, but so, so I just got into filmmaking because I was good at it. And I knew that I didn't actually, I didn't know that there could be financial, 
you know, any sort of financial gain there. I just, that was like a job and I was good at it. So I was like, all right, let's do it. Then I got into the industry. My first music video, I remember like crying to my dad, like I'm never getting married. Snoop Dogg, DJ Quick, Corrupt. That was your first music video? Yeah. Yeah. My first like, you know, semi-professional. Big one, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, girls all over the place. Boyfriends like giving them water. Like what? The girls are like kissing on the artists. And uh, it's just, you know, all kinds of debauchery that I saw. You know, I even brought my dad to that set and he was like, What is this guy doing? I'm like, What what is he doing? And all these girls were lined up and he was sitting there oiling in between their legs and everything. No and way. uh and and so I was like, how am I gonna find a wife out here? You're not. I know, but I didn't you know this was fifteen years ago. So you're actually gonna buy into what she just said right now? I mean, it's really hard. Mm-hmm. It's but it's not impossible. I, I he has to go to Indonesia. See, I go by prob I go by probabilities, not possibilities. Ah. And that's just the way my my mind thinks. So is it possible? Possible. Mm-hmm. Is it probable? Not really. Not probable by choice though. Where is that prioritized on your list right now in terms of family, woman? Number one. Really? Finding a woman for sure. Ah. Uh, I mean, because like, well, what about because, a, but what about family? Well, and, I gotta find like, a woman. How are you to gonna have a family, family without a woman? I mean, that's what I'm saying. You can have a woman as a girlfriend, right? No, no nobody want, want wants a, a girlfriend. Yeah, I want a wife. We I mean, don't actually, want girlfriends. No, the, people do want girlfriends. Because they're weird. Well, no, they just don't understand. Because they don't they know. Yeah, they with don't. purpose. Yeah. Right? And date with intention. But I kind of like shut down and was Wait, like- Wait, how old are you? Uh, 38. I just turned oh, 38. Okay. So maybe, I think when you're in your 30s, you realize that it's just not as fun anymore as in your, in your 20s, you just date for the fuck of it. And then in your 30s, you're like, you but know see, what? See, I didn't do that. I didn't, didn't do that at all. You no. were working. I was working, but I was I was dating. You I, were dating to get married. Yeah. Oh, because you know what? Maybe- actually, no, I didn't. I mean, because they wanted to marry me. I actually, no, every girl up to this point, pretty much. I mean, once you date for like a year, you should be looking at marriage, right? Right. Yeah, and and I dated these girls for three, four, five years. So yeah, that I was did, on I, me. I, I did the same the, thing. Yeah, but I never wanted to marry any of them. But now I don't want to date them. I was just having fun. I was just like, I didn't know what I was doing. Were you I didn't having have... fun or like was was the fear of, or like not wanting to be alone ever? No. So, I mean, I think I just accidentally just got into a relationship without realizing how serious they were. And, uh, you know what I mean? And then I'm like, how do I get out of this? And I had to figure out a way. It was like always a plan of how to escape this situation. <laughs> so I've been in a lot of those. And then... um I never thought I was going to get married, but now that I'm, you know, in my 30s, I'm like, I don't even want to have sex with you unless you marry me. Like, I don't even want to, like, I'm not even having, I don't want to have casual sex. That's the the Kevin Samuels conundrum, though, you know? What? Oh, yeah. That he's like, he's like, well, you know, you've already tossed it up to everyone else. Now, you're, I mean, a, not a everybody come, else. But, you know, I'm saying the guys no. that you've, you know, you've dated. Right. And so now that a guy comes in, he so, wants to marry you. I'll explain that. Um, I just feel that's true. Right. But I think. But I guess the wait. No. Well, yeah, yes. So wait, but the thing is, right? I didn't have any guidance. Like you had really good parents, right? Well, my and parents he, didn't guide me in terms like nobody terms guided of... me anywhere. So I was just like making a lot of mistakes and just not knowing what well, the what fuck I say? was he says doing. The, the world doesn't owe us. Uh... Nobody owes me nothing. So that's why I'm single and I'm cool. As long as I'm rich, I, I could be saying I'm cool with it. Whatever, whatever happens, I, I, I'm I'm okay with it. I think Andrew Tate is my soulmate, so I'm just waiting for him. Hey, Andrew, hit, hit us up, please. Mm-hmm. Number here is 1-800. <laughs> but yeah, I if, love Andrew if Tate. If I have to be a single, like, whatever. But have to be. You just said what well, Kevin Samuel says, like, who the fuck are you? You're in your 30s. You have a kid. I didn't now- say all that, but no, I said. but that's Kevin, what he but, said. But he says, like, hey, if you, because most guys who want to get married, we want, like, they're not going to wait, right? Like, we're not, like, we're, we're not that, uh, you know, 
that type of I mean who's really that type of guy like okay I'll wait you know no I'm not saying you'll have to wait to marry me to fuck me I'm just saying I have to really like you like I have to feel like okay I like this guy I'm not just gonna fuck you just like oh whatever if it works out it works out like I have to have intention behind it yeah of course and I want to get to know you like if we go to dinner and you and things start getting weird like I'm not fucking you I'm not I'm not gonna even see you after the first date what if things go really well that's great. We're not. I still not fucking you. At least three dates. At least three dates. Are you paying for? Are you paying? I'm not for? paying for shit. Okay, so I'm not so paying yeah, she's, for so that guy, shit. So that guy has to pay. Yes, and invest three weeks of his time. Three weeks. Pop. Not just three weeks. We can oh go my to Chipotle. God. Hold on. Okay. We can go in a, to the drive-through at McDonald's and hang out and smoke a blunt there. I don't need you to buy me three hundred dollars. Th- all three dates. I'm cool with it. Bet until you guys get Bet. married, in I'm which cool she it. wants to be a very well kept woman. What do you mean well kept? I'm fucking well kept already. You've I already keep said myself mo- well. You've I don't need times. nothing from nobody. I said you've... if a man wants me to stay at home and not oh, work yeah. anymore, then he has to make sure that I'm good. Is I... that the goal? No, that's not the goal. I told you what the goal What's is. What's the goal? Marrying Andrew Tate. Yeah, but if that okay. Okay, a, sec- a second goal. Yeah, I don't have. If I Dang, meet a guy, someone has to be your second goal. That's like that sucks, right? Yeah, that sucks. I know. It's like can I take you on a date? It's like oh, well, you're you're second. If, even if you win, you're second. <sighs> I know, right? I I mean, it's just hard for me to like find a guy that I can relate. Like that, I haven't met one guy that I'm like, I like this guy. Please. Just you know what I mean? Like, I, and I've been single for. Let's say three years. Not that I'm out there like that, but I meet guys and I'm just like, ugh. Well, I mean, you got to, where are you meeting these guys? And are you meeting them with uh, intention, like purpose? No, but I, I can just spot red flags or we just don't, um, we don't, we're not compatible. But like, if you, if you want to marry a certain type of guy, then you should figure out where those guys are at. I don't then, know where they're at. Them, Maybe they don't this. even exist. That's true. That's true. They're yeah. unicorns. unicorns. I mean, unicorns. women, I mean, men look for certain women that don't exist either. So, right. It's just, I think it's just a, a defense mechanism not to not to engage so you don't get hurt. I mean, that's what the last guest said to me. But I, I, I've tried to engage. No, I you just said that all these guys were, were red flags and not. They're you're, not you're, compatible. I could tell right. I could tell if I like you from the first moment I meet you. I could tell right away. If I don't like you right away, like that, if I don't feel it right away, like, it's not like going to work. And it's, you know what's funny is that I, I have the same sort of thing. So, I, so, and I realized this later down the line that the girls that I did date for, you know, I only was in like maybe three or four serious relationships, but mm-hmm. I knew instantly. And when I met them, like the second I met them and I, and then I tried to ask myself, why, what was it? What was it? Cause they were all different races, different, um, you know, from different like social and, and economic, you know, places, but it was, uh, they were some sort of reflection of my mother, mm. you know? And, uh, my mom, you know, she had some ups and downs in terms of, you know, she was, she was very loving and, and caring and nurturing. And, uh, but she also had a rough childhood. So some of those, mm. some of those things would, would manifest in like, just, you it's know, true. a little, a little crazy, like a little wild, you know, I mean, we're all crazy. It's just about how much crazy you can handle. Mm-hmm. Right. But, uh, so then I realized that, oh, if you're a little off your rocker, mm-hmm. then like, I'm interested. Really? Yeah. Fuck. But that that was just my but a little, just a little. You nah, can't I be like too a, crazy. I, I mean, because they ruin everything. They fuck up the business. That's, like, well, no, nah, you can't fuck up the business. But I mean, yeah, but if they're it crazy, fun. it's not fun. I don't think crazy is fun. It can be. It not can for be. me. I don't like. Crazy. You don't think you're a little? I'm I'm a little off, but I'm not like gonna fuck shit up. I'm not gonna like cut up your shoes and like key your car. Oh and, yeah, like, that's break that's your on some other shit. Yeah, but that's I, what, I've I've had my car tagged on before. I'm not yeah. doing all that. Like if you piss me off really bad, I'm gonna ignore you. Shut down. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I'm gonna ignore you for like two weeks. 
I'm nah, gonna... that's too long. Too long? Maybe a few days. I was gonna say because a I, few days. You seem like you're softy too, though. Like it'd be I pretty, am. Like come I am. on, come on, and you'd be like, oh no. It, it just that. depends how. Like I feel like it depends. It depends how on far what day of the month or it is. Or what, really what does. you're doing. Yeah, it does. But I, I'm like a silent. I just go. I could tell. I go dark. You go and then. Yeah. I, I unfortunately I would be the kind of guy that wouldn't notice. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't date you. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> but but that that kind of like move, it just I would go two weeks and just not. Yeah. I, I, two weeks later, I'd go. Oh man, shit! I, I haven't Damn. heard. Yeah, yeah I mean, I'm pretty. I'm pretty. I'm pretty tapped into like relationships because now they're. I mean, my whole life. I mean, my parents were pretty involved and pretty like the communication was was wide open and uh, and my mom encouraged me to 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 love. I remember I stole one of her rings and like third grade to give to a girl and then it was like a really important ring and i told her and the girl had thrown it away but (gasps) but she was like she was you know she was more happy that i was in a you know in a mindset to like love and so she wanted to support that and not i love your parents i don't even know know them i just i love them well they are you know they 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 are in me now oh my god and and, and your dad sounds like solid as shit yeah my dad's my dad i mean they're both they were both solid you know my dad my dad kind of doesn't really communicate about a lot of his stuff that's going on in him and that's just kind of his his uh defense mechanism and his survival mechanism but uh, you know the thing i've realized too is that a lot of our survival mechanisms that we developed as children are no longer necessary right and they actually hinder us from from thriving so but you're used to it you know what i mean it's the only way you i know, know i how. understand that i understand that yeah. but but like just like anything else in life you're very you seem very business oriented mm-hmm. if you're used to your business then you're probably not growing mm-hmm so what do you do? You do some, you know, you step out and, and that's the same thing you got to do with life if you expect or want anything. Well, if people want to change, right? Some people are just comfortable where they're at. They're just like, leave me alone. Now when you say I'm, people, I'm, are you, is this you or? No, no, others? not me. Not me. I'm not comfortable where I'm at. I'm saying, but like, but just you, let's so say your dad, your right? Zone. Yeah. Well, I think part I like of that it. comfort zone is like people that you may not necessarily click with, right? I go out of my oh. way to get mm. to know people that I don't necessarily click click with right, right away. Because it's interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they don't want to click. They don't want to get to. They they don't want this. That's not necessarily true. Yeah, like, no, it's it's not necessarily true. Because I, bro, I just made a girl cry yesterday. I just told you by accident. Can you, how how would I be able to click? But she was a youngster. But if people, you know what it is? I could just, with me, I feel like you either hate me or you love me. Like, there's no in between. But no, we want to get to know you. Who? If they want to get to know me, they could get to know me. So how about you, Matt? Oh, nice to meet you. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I took the same risk. You and I have very different positions uh, and philosophies. Me and you have a, a unique situation. Very, very rare, I guess, that people come together when they're so opposite. But I don't, like, but I, we came together through work. That's correct, and work is actually it's what keeps o- us yes, together, right? Because yes. if we were just friends, we wouldn't be friends. That's probably true. Right. I don't have yeah. any friends really. But I, I was just about to say, but that's the extension of my, my, a lot of my relationships are, are work, work-based. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a lot of work, uh, you know, and, and I realized I was dating this girl recently and she's like, you know, she had all these guy friends and all these friends and I'm like, okay, wait a minute, let's just time out. Like how right. these guy friends or these friends that you have, right. How often do you see them? Mm-hmm. You know? And it was like once every six months, I'm like, okay, that, I consider that an acquaintance, not really a friend. My right. friends are, know the intimate details about my life and they know where I'm at. I check in with them. It, it's effort. It's, it's a lot of, you know, a lot of effort. Actually. Maintenance. Yeah. Maintenance. maintenance. There you go. Thank you. It's it, it, funny there too. Right. And I don't know if this isn't like a entertainment industry thing. I've heard many people kind of have that same take as you. And I, I think I borrow from it, but like most of the people in my circle who are like intimate friends 
I would consider them more collaborators than I do friends. Like I always check in with them yeah. in my life. Like, you know am what? I making the right decisions? Did I make the right business call? Uh, yes, yeah. Creativity wise, am I am I going in the right direction? And they always have valuable feedback for me. There's a great YouTube video about your confidants, your constituents, and your I forgot what the third C is, right? But it it delineation, right? Like your acquaintances yeah. are at a distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your confidants are in your circle, and I can't help but work wise to surround myself with people who I call my friends because that's what matters to me most is getting to that next place in life, yeah, yeah. getting to that next thing of where I want to be. Yeah. I don't want to be around someone I just have lunch with casually, like waste of but my some time. People do, really. though, and some people do. And I, and so and this really just like kind of opened my eyes to, you know, uh, this particular woman, she moved around a lot as a child. She didn't have a ton of friends. She always started new schools, you know, 12 moves or something like that. So, um, the, the the definition of friend or the importance of friend to someone who, who you know, hopped around, didn't have any sort of roots anywhere and sort of like lifelong friends is probably pretty, pretty important, pretty high on the list, right? To have some people that you can call your friends. And so I realized like, okay, so some, you know, some of the uh, like uh, definitions kind yeah, of. Yeah, I always had guy friends. Yeah, I but have, what like, does Andrew Tate say guy about friends? guy friends? I know. What did he say? I mean, I would cut them off. I'm cutting everybody off for you. Every, I'm, 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 I'm gonna delete my Instagram. I'll move to Dubai. The only thing I'm not gonna do is convert. I'm Jewish. I can't convert to Islam. Besides that, you could keep your other wives because you seem like a lot of work. So I can. We could do like two, three days a week. Um, could you handle it? Yeah, two, three days a week. Yeah, I can handle it. I can handle it. I don't think she could. I, could. I don't think so. I'll. Yeah, I'm, I'm with it. I just, I just, yeah, I'm cool. You can, you can be submissive. Yeah. I'm just ask, I'm asking, I'm asking. What, like, how submissive? Like, I don't know. Ask it. I mean, Andrew I mean, seems pretty, pretty, you know, masculine. Okay, so I'm not a poodle, right? But I could be like a female wolf and I could just, you know, oh, yeah, no, just be right here. But he wants a poodle. No, he doesn't. He doesn't know what he wants. He hates these fucking <laughs> poodles. You need a real one. And that's what I am. He doesn't know. You know how people describe what they want, but they don't really know what the fuck they want. And then who they end up with is completely different than what they said. Yeah, because, I mean, most people say what they think is good or they think that other people want to hear. But, yeah, I mean, and, and it takes a lot of self-reflection to be able to know what you want. And most people can't even reflect on their daily activities, let alone what they want out of life or a partner. So, you know, we touched base on that on another episode as well is that 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 importance of introspection, that that importance of that self-healing journey, self-awareness, of, of just, that you know, self-awareness. Right. Like if you don't have that, what's the point of even engaging in like when 100%. you said dating with intent? Right. Yeah. Like why? Why even start dating with intent if you haven't even done any kind of they self-reflection? Don't. They don't. They don't, unfortunately. I mean, people who don't reflect on them, themselves and, and kind of how they got to a certain point or what they're doing wrong, what they're doing right, all these things, they they never date with intention. They just date with on a whim. I've never dated with intention before. Until now. I, I haven't even dated with intention now. I haven't met anyone to date with. But like, I've ne I've always been like, I like that. Well, you're waiting for you're waiting for Andrew. So, I mean, I'm not everybody who comes up to you is like lame to not you. Not Andrew. So, yeah, exactly. So, I know. You, 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 what can I do? I've been looking around. Ain't nothing there. He's not here. I know. You've been so. looking for him. But I'm saying, like, I don't know. What What about Andrew? Is is so enticing in terms of like, like, what could other men do? Raw testosterone. Yeah, no, no. You, you I don't know really if he loves the raw that. testosterone. It's not that. It's no, intelligence. I, I like. A, I I I hate stupid men. I hate men that I feel like I'm smarter than. Like, I want a guy who could teach me something or like. Well, but are you in a position to be taught? Why not? 
I, I'm saying mentally. I want to respect somebody. Like I want to meet someone that I I don't want to yell at him. I, I don't want to curse him out. I I I'm gonna I'm gonna push back a little. What I do not think you are. You want someone to teach you shit you already know. No, no, no shit. Bullshit. Shit. I'm calling. Make yeah. me a better chess player. I don't play chess. Oh, no, I'm not, not talking about. I'm, I'm not talking about just chess. Yeah, I'm no, saying chess, if someone has chess. something to offer you, <laughs> what does that, that do with life? Yeah, that, no, that, that, I'm make you a better woman. Fine, yeah. make me a better I, woman. That's I just don't about. think. I don't think you're going to be in a position to say, yeah, okay. Teach I'm me. What, yes, I if am. Diff- I'm telling you right now, I'm with it. I want to be a better person. She said it here, and I folks, don't. Here. I want a guy that I don't want to. That I I could talk to him and not fucking curse him out. Like I want to talk to you like. Like, I love me. you. No, I don't want to curse you. I want to love you. I want to, like, nurture you and love you and, like, ride or die for you and, like, support you and be your cheerleader. Like, that's... But what about Andrew Tate? I don't want to hate that, you. Is that... Do you see that in, in, in him? Or, like, what does he do? He just reminds me of me. He just... he so I, He's go. like a reflection of me. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. You heard it here. But that's what the... Pro- that's what it is. He's just me if so I was So you're in love man. with yourself. So, you, yes. you're, you, you just admitted you're a narcissist. Wow, that's how you're gonna put it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we do exactly look, we do look it. for, we do look for people who are, are similar to us, and then all, like we also, we actually look for people who look like us more than anything. So if you're attracted to somebody, you should like it. It's actually they've done tons yeah, of I studies. Mean, I mean, it just but you like his attitude. I mean, there's some things with him that I, I don't agree with, but I think over his overall message for for the the, the younger generation is is a good one. Unfortunately, some people get. A lot of people, and I'm in the film industry, so so it's a lot of you know uh, progressives. I guess is their new mm-hmm. the new title that they like to go by. Uh, who see this the little clips and they think he's a complete misogynist and he he has no good insight for the for the youth. But uh, if you look at what the young men in this country are are like who, who's inspiring them and who's motivating them. Right. I mean, there's not there's not really a ton. There's of, no one. And the, unfortunately, the fathers are out of the home. Yes. Uh, because the mother gets more money from welfare, so the incentive is well, there. Well, welfare. There's no money in welfare. There's no money. But in But there's anything. more money. I mean, the average man makes forty five thousand dollars a year. How much do you get on welfare? Forty five thousand. Yeah, yeah. You get about that, and then the more kids you have, the more money. You no, get. no, 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 no. Yeah, it's not a. It's not forty five thousand dollars a year for welfare. You get like a thousand dollars a month. No, but forty five thousand is how much he makes. It's not how much like is actually coming home. Who it, can survive like this? That's, that that is the the average. Uh, you know, average. America is poor. Yeah, that, that's the average. That's why when they when when they ask women like, well, do you want to stay at home or do you want to do this? You want to have kids, and they're like, how much money does that take to to actually support that family? It's going to be up in the two three hundred thousand dollar range. It's expensive to have kids. You know how much daycare is? No. Guess. Fifteen. How much you're paying versus how much other people are no, paying? No, listen. Is that's why you have listen, family. That's why you have family. You have family. I checked the the the. The average daycare in LA is fifteen hundred yeah, a month. That's, that's how said. much I pay. Fifteen hundred a month. That's like fucking rent. Yeah, that's what I said. No, and wait, that's why just, are you living for fifteen hundred? Uh, I don't know. In a, in a room, <laughs> in a room in Koreatown. <laughs> yeah. It's what she's charging for the closet she has available in <laughs> the house. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So but room, that's just the daycare. What about everything else? No, of course. That's why you have family, though. You want to. You want. I don't have sure. any family out here. I'm my own family. Well, I mean, that's a choice. She does it by herself. Yeah, that's that's commendable. And and, and I do, like, one of the things I I will always listen to her perspective as vastly different as we are is because her perspective is vastly different, right? She doesn't have, like, the support system that some people do. She's out here trying to do things. She's taking risks with her own money, right? So it's like- I will always have to make sure I take a pause and listen to what she yeah, says absolutely. because of the perspective. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. absolutely. But of course, there's like, there are like a host of different things that. But just when you think about the average amount of money that people make, I think for women, it's even lower. It's like 30,000, right? And who can, who can survive on that? No one. 
Yeah, but but it happens. Do. Yeah, people, people do. do. I mean, people. You know, that, I think that the two come the two person income is like sixty sixty five thousand. That's before taxes, right? So you're, you're making about fifty thousand. You can't live off that, bro. You can. You just you live to your means. You know what I mean? Yeah, you live, it's not you know, a good. Way my parents live like that. That's I how can't. I. That's how I grew up. You know, it's be- well. If you don't know another way of life, then exactly. it's, it's but okay. See, but see, my parents made us sit down. Even when we ate Top Ramen or McDonald, whatever Taco Bell, whatever it was, we had to have a, a family dinner. So we had to eat together. We had to talk about our day. I didn't know any different. I didn't. I didn't even know there was other cheeses be- besides yellow and and white be- until I got out of uh, high school. So, you know, my my childhood experience, which we reflected on, and how impactful it was to me. I came from from that sort of you know, income. So I don't think it's the money that, that makes the, makes the parents, you know, which is a great skill for you to have on set. Every penny counts. Oh, of course, You're, of course. That, Budget everything, yeah. you know, but, but it just goes to, it's more so about what parent, the, what lifestyle the parents want to live. But I feel like once you have a child, it's not about you anymore as an individual. It's about your children. Right. So every cent goes, well, you to still got to make money though for your children to of survive. Course, of course. But like my dad, my dad would go, you know, 12 hours, drive an hour, wait in traffic, go to work for eight hours. They don't have home. men like your dad anymore. I'm they right don't here. exist. We're right well, here. Ma- I think well, then exist. you're, you're yeah. a diamond you're just, in the rough. You hear that ladies? I'm a diamond in the rough. You Please are. call me. My number's eight. Yeah, beep, he beep, is. Because you come from a good family. You come from a solid family. I think, I think yeah. there are no. a lot of men no, who are aren't. very similar. They're, they're no, all, there but, aren't. But unfortunately, they work jobs that are, you know, middle class. Maybe the guy at the at the gas station or the guy that was at Target who helped us or something like. And she won't and, look at him. No, no. You, know, you look at him, but he don't register them on your. If you actually take a day for mm-hmm. yourself mm-hmm. and 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 just go through the day and count how many men you you actually either see or interact with. You don't have to be attracted to them, but just count them up and then think about maybe the day before that you don't, you, you, you only think about the, the men that you were attracted to. It'll be the three. And then the next day might be 150 men. So you see 150 men, but you really only see three of them mm-hmm. because three of them. But what are you going to do? What can you do about that? No, well, if I'm not attracted to you, what can I do with you? Uh, a lot. I mean, I, I think attraction is for it, women are supposed to be attractive. Men are supposed to, to, to bring stability. Yeah, men have. You know what? You have to court a woman. So even if she doesn't like you, you have to. But how do you? How, how could you court a woman nowadays when I when just no approaching idea. you can get you can get you know, done yeah, finished? Yeah, yeah, Why yeah. for approaching and saying hi? I think you're beautiful. I, in college right now, you can't even look at a woman because you can get you can get uh, accused of eye raping or whatever that is. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, no, it's a it's, it's a big sensitive. Thing. Like there's just there's a lot yeah, of sensitivity. Why? Because we need to finish with this sensitive bullshit. But you know you know what the only difference is? They've asked women. What's the only difference between a creepy guy and a non creepy guy? What do you think? Is if I know the answer. What is if you don't like him or not? Looks. If yeah, if he's attractive or not. That's yeah. It. Yeah, but but so then if you want him to flirt with you, it's not creepy. So, if you don't like but him, then it's as creepy. a man, I have to decipher within like a split second. Does she think I'm attractive or not? And then say yes. Then but I can really, what can you do if she if you approach me? I'm not going to call the police on you. You won't. But there are women. Who and what is what is the life. police going to do? Bro, you can go to fucking Rite Aid and shoplift, and nobody's going to do shit. I just my car just got robbed in front of my house for for mad shit. Nobody well, did not, anything. That's not approaching a woman and being ugly. But it doesn't. Nothing's going to happen. And being ugly is a crime. Stop it believing is. the the bullshit. That's just not. Gonna, nothing's going to happen to you. You could approach a woman. She just might oh, tell you. I, no. I, don't, I don't mind approaching. I mean, I have. I'm talking about me. Me personally, I have no problem with it whatsoever. I have confidence. I, you know, you know, it's it's an honor for me to be talking. No to matter you, how much right? confidence you have, if you're fugly, yeah, it doesn't get you very far. Thank you, mom and dad. I appreciate you guys very much. You know, we actually have a lot of appreciation for them on this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, I they, lo- they, I they love came them. through with some great positive energy. Yeah, they definitely, you know, raised a healthy young man. Fantastic. 
Well, we definitely have to have you back because yeah. there's so much more to talk about. Yeah, absolutely. We didn't even get to talk about how we how similar we are. Right. Yeah. No, I'm I'm actually appreciating the differences. Yeah, and I was gonna say we actually showed a little bit. Yeah, I, we're a little bit different. He comes from a more stable family than I do. Mine's a little. And but, so, hey, so, but at, at some choice, at some point in our life, it's up to us, regardless of whatever we came from, to you know, to make the most out of it and to to do the right thing. Yeah, dude. To try better, right? Yeah. To true. fix whatever. That's you know, true. Yeah. yeah. Progress, not That happened to us and now we now it's up to us to, to change it, you know? Absolutely. So really appreciate you. Thank you very oh, much. Thank, thank you, you for the perspective. Me. You gotta come back. Oh, I we will. gotta we gotta circle back around to this conversation. For sure. Andrew, please. <laughs> yeah. Well when you when you when you when Andrew's on, we'll have you back. Oh, please. Yeah. So that, we yeah. can get down to the nitty gritty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds good. Thank you yeah, guys. Thank you so much for coming. I'm so happy I got to meet you in real life. Real life. He's dope. This Ladies. has been another episode of Tacos and Shawarma with Alan Sebastian. Oh, you got it right. Yeah, I got it right this time. We'll <laughs> see you next week. Thank you. <laughs>